Littleton Coin Company is ringing in the holiday season with daily deals. Visit littletoncoin.com for at least 15% off select products now through November 28th. Save on your favorite coins, such as Morgan Silver Dollars, Kennedy Half Dollars, Commemorative Quarters, and much more. But hurry, each day offers a new deal you don't want to miss. Visit us now at littletoncoin.com. That's littletoncoin.com. Littleton Coin Company, serving collectors since 1945. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film... Or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest Church. I'm in my year of acceleration, accelerated progress, accelerated faith. This year, all I do is win in Jesus' name. Selah, remain standing. Go to John chapter 10. Selah's amen's cousin, which means God, you said it. I believe it. That settles it. Say that with me. Say, God, you said it. I believe it. That settles it. All right, so let's just, let's just try something. So God says you're the head and not the tail. So even if you're the tail, don't get down. Don't get discouraged. Don't get depressed. Why? Because he said you were the head, not the tail. He said you were above, never beneath. Which means if you ever find yourself in a situation that's different than what he said, keep going. Because it ain't over yet. Somebody say, keep going. It ain't over yet. All right. Yeah. John chapter 10, verse number 26. He says, but you don't believe because you ain't mine. <laughs> You're not my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Look at verse 28. And I give them eternal life. Look at me. As a Christian, when you depart your body, that's not the end for you. When you believe in Jesus, when you depart your body, life goes on. Which means whatever you didn't see while you had a body, you'll see it in your afterbody experience. Okay, the gift of God is eternal life. The wages of sin is death. Got it? So if you die not knowing Jesus, that's all she wrote. Now stick with me. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Touch the neighbor and say, the devil's not that powerful. Say, but you can hop out his hand though. I just want to deal with that part. I'm not teaching about that. I just want to deal with that part. Look at verse 26. You don't believe because you're not my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. One more scripture I want to go to. One more scripture. I want you to go to Job. Go to the book of Job. 
go to the book of Job and go down to chapter number, uh, go down to chapter number 33, verse number 14. Say the voice of God. We're in our series, The Holy Spirit. I want to teach tonight, and we're going to do some work tonight. Say, let's go to work. Job chapter 33, verse number 14. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. Man can't perceive what man doesn't understand. What man doesn't understand, he doesn't understand because he's not been taught. Let's just keep reading because there's some other good stuff right through right in here. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon him or upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. Verse 17 says, in order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. Next verse. It keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. The voice of God will keep you from mess, junk, drama, and otherwise crazy people. Y'all ready to go to work? I want you to pray this prayer like a big old army here, Dallas, everywhere. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, give me revelation tonight that changes my situation tonight. I expect to grow closer to you by the end of this experience. I'm open. I'm ready to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Wednesday, give them a shout before you grab a seat. Hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Of course, you know we're in this series called the Holy Spirit with this substratum. It is the God in you. And I encourage you to catch up on the first few messages from this series on YouTube, or you can easily do it on Facebook or even auto message uh, from our mobile app. But so far, we've learned that there are three experiences that we can have as Christians. You should know this by the back of your, like the back of your hand by now. The first experience is salvation. That's also called being born again. That's also called, we use this terminology at Harvest, making the decision to become a Christian. And at that experience, we've learned that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit and that salvation is the beginning. It is not the ending. When you get saved or give your life to Jesus, that's not the end game. But for many Christians, they've never been taught that there's anything beyond that. So they stop at salvation, but they live a life in hell, not realizing they weren't supposed to just get saved from hell to live in hell. You're supposed to live so that you can live well, so that you bring heaven down to earth. Many Christians, once they get saved, they're now preoccupied with dying and going to heaven. Can I drop a bomb on you? That's not Bible. Why is that not Bible? Because Jesus never promised us heaven as a place to live. He promised us the kingdom of heaven, which is a lifestyle, which means that you live so well that you bring heaven down to earth. That's why Jesus says the kingdom is, uh, of heaven is at hand, which means it's here. Somebody say it's here already. Which means you need to stop worrying about what's going to happen in your afterlife and now concern yourself with what's going on in your life today. Because watch this, the best advertisement for Satan is not somebody that's going to hell. The best advertisement for Satan is a Christian that walks around depressed, discouraged, and defeated with their head down like their God isn't King of Kings and he isn't Lord of Lords and he isn't the great I Am. Somebody say salvation is the beginning. The second experience that we can have as Christians uh, is being filled with the Spirit. That's also called the baptism of the Holy Ghost or being Spirit-filled, which by definition, it means that we are filled with God's breath, say His breath. With God's mind, say His mind. With God's wind, say His wind. And His soul, say His soul. 
now watch this. When you understand that God fills us with these things, a whole lot of movement going on. When you understand that God fills us with these things, his breath, his mind, his wind, and his soul, then what we understand is that God says, I give you the ability to do things differently than everybody else around you because you are not some mere human. You now have the God of the universe that lives and takes up his residence on the inside of you. And since he takes up his residence on the inside of you, that means it doesn't matter what you're facing, doesn't matter what you're dealing with, God says, it's like I'm in the situation you're in. You missed it. Slap your neighbor, high five, say it's like God's in that situation. What do you mean, Bishop? Whenever you find yourself in a situation because God lives in you, it is not you in there by yourself. You got to say, well, how would God handle this situation? How would God deal with this issue? How would God deal with this problem? Because since he's in me, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Well, how would God handle a problem, Bishop? Every time God had a problem, when he looked at it, he never kept a problem that long. He just started speaking the solution. So when Lazarus was dead, he didn't sit there and say, oh, woe is me. My friend is gone. The Bible says in one verse that he wept. And then in the next verse, the Bible says that he spoke to Lazarus and he said, Lazarus, come forth. Look at your neighbor and say, when God lives in you, everything changes. Yeah, so I don't care if you're going through a tough financial situation. One time they needed some money to pay their taxes. And Jesus told Peter, he says, listen, you're going to find a fish somewhere that's going to have some money in its mouth because I will provide for you supernaturally, which means you're going to find ways to get things done that defy the odds. Somebody say, I'm going to defy the odds. I'm going, you ain't saying it like you mean it. Say, I'm going to defy the odds. Yeah, I don't care what deck is stacked against you. I don't care who is running their mouth about you. I don't care how bad you feel. I don't care how bad it looks. When God lives on the inside of you, nothing is impossible. The third experience we've learned is then when we are refilled by the Spirit. Somebody say refill. When we are refilled by the Spirit, what this does is this keeps us filled. Life drains you. And sometimes you don't realize just how much life drains you because you get so used to walking in your strength that you forgot that his strength left. In the Scripture, very significantly, in the Scripture, uh, Samson, somebody say Samson. Uh, Samson was this, <clears throat> this mighty warrior. Uh, Samson was this mighty warrior, uh, and, uh, but Samson had relationship picking problems. You can be very good in certain areas of your life and very ineffective in other areas of your life. It's the great dichotomy of humanity. What do you mean, Bishop? There are certain areas where you can be riding high and you look like you're doing great, and there are other areas of your life where you, 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 you don't quite look that way. You can be ver- Let me say it another way. You can be very good at English and horrible at math. Some people think that because they pray, that means that they can pick good relationships. Some people think, y'all not talking to me. Some people that think uh, because they're great in one area, that that means they're great in every other area. And so Samson, he was this strong warrior. Somebody say strong. But he had relationship picking problems. He always picked thoughts. He always picked, y'all not talking. He was so enamored. He was so enamored uh, with people's uh, uh, outward appearance. He was so enamored with how people look. He was so enamored uh, uh, with these women that he would often pick them predicated upon criteria where, uh, that was not sufficient for longevity. Sometimes you pick people for short-term wins opposed to long-term gains. Y'all not talking. 
So, so watch this. So, so Samson would always make these picks, and when he would make these picks, the first pick he looked at, and, uh, and his parents didn't like it, but the Bible says the Lord was going to use that because he wanted to gain an advantage of the Philistine. Then the next time, the Bible says literally, quite literally, it says that he just went into a harlot. A harlot is another biblical term for a whoremonger. A whoremonger is the long term for a, you said it. I didn't. You said it. I didn't say it. Then he gets with this chick. Then he gets with this chick. Her name is, you know it, Delilah. And Delilah's name means one who weakens or makes poor. And that's exactly what she did. She wore him down. And she wore him down so significantly. And she wore him down so much that Samson ends up saying, watch this. Samson ends up giving up the great source of his strength. That is because, watch this. That tells me two things. Somebody say two things. The first thing is this, is that Samson didn't trust the girl up front. But he did it anyhow because he liked the feeling of having somebody around. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Because if I got to hide my source of strength from you, what in the heck are you doing in my private quarters in the first place? If I can't tell you everything about me that there is to know because I'm concerned to what you're going to do with that information, then what the world are you doing in my life in the first place? If you got a friend that you can't tell everything, I'm going to tell you, you just found out you didn't have a friend. Samson, uh, he, gets, he, he gets wore down, and so he wouldn't tell, he wouldn't tell this girl the, the secret of his strength. But then the second thing about Samson, say the second thing. Uh, she wore him down, the Bible says. And she wore him down to the point to where he finally gives up the source of his strength. Now, he have to ask, you have to wonder, why in the world wouldn't Samson look over at old girl and be like, why do you want to know this? Why are you so preoccupied with figuring out how I'm strong? Ain't it feeding you? I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, didn't you eat good? Ain't anything good? Look what she says. She, she even then at one point, watch this. She's so brazen and bold. She tells her plan, but Samson, watch this. Samson doesn't understand, and I'm getting to the point. He doesn't understand that if he reveals the source of his strength, he doesn't understand what's about to happen. I'm trying to get you to understand the benefit of staying spirit-filled. Because when you stay spirit-filled, what ends up happening is that you end up walking in a different level of life. Somebody say a different level of life. Yeah, because see, Samson, look at verse 6. Put it up. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where your great strength lies and what you may be bound with to afflict you. Look at the next verse. And Samson said to her, if they buy me with seven fresh bowstrings not yet dried, then I'll become weak and like any other man. Keep flowing with me, please. So the lords of the Philistines brought up uh, to her seven fresh bowstrings not yet dried, and she bound him with them. Then now men were lying, what? In wait, staying with her in the room. Wait a minute. Which means not only was she a liar, but she was, okay, y'all don't want to talk real in church tonight. Not only was she lying, but she was creeping too. Touch your neighbor and say, so she creeped. Yeah, <laughs> keeping on the down low. That's what she did. That, that's what she did. Because I want to know, why were they staying with her when she's supposed to be focused on Samson? Watch this. You need to check the people that are around the people that are around you. Because sometimes to discern your enemy, all you need to do is look at who they're with. And if you're friends with my enemy, by default, that makes you my enemy. Verse it says, and she said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he broke the bowstring as a, a strand of yarn, breaks it when it touches her, so the secret of his strength was not known. Keep going. Just flow with me. Then the lion said to Samson, look, you've mocked me and told me lies. Now please tell me what you may be bound with. Now after that, I'm just trying to figure out why he didn't put her out. Touch your neighbor say, because he didn't stay feel. 
Yeah, when you don't stay spirit-filled, all the enemy has to do is keep using the same move. And if he keeps using the same move, it'll work. That's why the Bible says resist the devil and he'll what? Flee, which means he's not going to stop using the same move until he's for certain that it ain't going to work. I tell you to lay your hands on yourself say, it ain't going to work this time. Yeah, discouragement worked last year. It ain't going to work this time. Frustration worked last year. It ain't going to work this time. Betrayal worked last year. It ain't going to work this time. Somebody holler this time. Verse. It says, so he said to her, if they bind me securely with new ropes that have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Check it out. Samson says, I'm not like any other man. Touch the neighbor and say, because he's filled with the spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you study the story, you'll see this. Look at the verse. It says, therefore, Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And men were lying in wait, staying in the room, but he broke them off his arms like a thread. Delilah said to Samson, until now you've mocked me and told me lies. Tell me what you may be bound with. And he said to her, if you weave the seven locks of my head into the web of the loom. Next verse. So we wove it tightly with the batten of the loom and said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled out the batten and the web from the loom. Next verse. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you? Watch this. Be careful of people who use their love as a manipulative way to get something out of you. When your heart is not with me, you have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. Touch your neighbor and say he was filled. See, the truth of the matter is, is that even though he attributed to his hair, the reality is his hair was only a symbol for the spirit. Somebody say, when you stay filled, you'll have strength for the fight. Watch what happens. And it came to pass when she pestered him daily. See, that's what the enemy does. He comes at you daily, day after day after day, knocking at you, pestering you, coming after you, messing with your thoughts, introducing thoughts. You're not good enough. Your daddy messed up. Your cousin messed up. This happened. This, that, and the other. Daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to what? Death. Next verse. Vexed to death. What does that mean? Philosophically, what that means is that, watch this, he lost his feel. He didn't stay filled. Touch your neighbor and say, you got to stay filled. That's why every day you've got to be able to declare to yourself, Father, refill me again with your Holy Ghost. And here's what I'm telling you. Some people, some days, I can't just pray at once in the morning. Sometimes you're going to have to say, Father, refill me. I need a refill about 11 o'clock because these people. Verse. It says then uh, that he told her all his heart and said to her, no razor has ever come upon my head. For I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am saved, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. In other words, he says, what made me different because I'm a spirit-filled man, now I'll be just like any other man. What made me different because you're a spirit-filled woman, you'll now be just like every other um, woman. Watch. It says this, uh, uh, so when Delilah saw that he had told all in his hearts, he sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, come once upon me more, for he's told me all that's in his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. Watch this. She, th- can I just throw this out there for somebody? Be careful for the people that will sell you for less than what you give them. You got people that will sell you out, watch this, for a meal. You got folks that will sit down for, a, 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 for some Nacho Bel Grande that'll turn you over and throw you to the dogs. The Bible says that this woman was got some money. So not only is she a liar, not only is she cheating, but she's being paid. And watch this, watch this. His strength was in the fact that he stayed filled. Talk to me, Wednesday. His strength was in the fact that he stayed filled. His strength was in the fact that he stayed filled. 
filled. Your strength is in the fact that you stay filled. Don't let anybody quench and grieve the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of you. Say, I got to stay filled. Look at what the verse says. It says this. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees. She lullabied him. Because once you stop, watch this, once you're not filled with the spirit, we learned on Sunday, and you're full of you, and you're full of what you want, then all you want, watch this, I just want some peace and quiet. I, I, I just want I just want a day to go by with no issues. I just want a day to go by with no problems. I just want a day to go by with this, I, 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 just, need, I just need some peace. I just need some me time. Then she said to him, she, she lullabied him. Uh, to sleep on her knees and call for a man and had to shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him. Watch this. And his strength left him. Oh, now, we've already learned, I've already taught you uh, that that simply represented him being filled with the spirit. Check this out. He didn't realize when his strength left him. I'm going to tell somebody the reason you keep going up and down is because your strength has left. Because you haven't stayed filled. Instead, you've been filled with the commentary about your situation, the commentary about your life, the commentary about your failures, the commentary about, well, this one said that, this one said that, this one said that. But I'm here to tell you, you better learn how to shut some of those voices down. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before, watch this at other times, and shake myself free. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. He said, this is going to be just like any other battle. But he didn't realize because he didn't stay filled, he now wasn't going to have the strength to fight. Some of y'all are looking at situations, you're like, I just don't have the strength. And God is saying, oh my God, that's not the issue. The issue is not your strength, the issue is that you didn't stay filled. Touch your neighbor and say, I got to fight to stay filled. What a praying folk has. Say, I got to fight to stay filled. Say it like you mean to say, I got to fight to stay filled. Which means when you want to cuss some people flat foot out, right in the middle of the church, you got to fight to stay filled. Because you know sometimes you start getting a little mad and stuff will come in your mind right in the middle of the church and you just get thoughts and you got to just fight to stay filled. Say, I got to stay filled. He says, I will go out as before as other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Look at me. He, he didn't realize he was so used to doing it, he thought it was him. Come on, Wednesday. See, you've been saying since you were a kid, I'm the stronger than my family. Baby, don't get it twisted. That's the God in you that's the strength. In your weakness, his strength is made perfect. Somebody say, it's the God in me. That's why we need the third experience where we're constantly and consistently refilled because Samson didn't realize that when the Lord had left him, do you see how we got to the conclusion there? That when the Lord had left him, his strength to fight left. Are you here? Now, now watch this. Then, then he said, I'm just going to do it like I did last time. <laughs> I said, this is why some of y'all facing stuff that's smaller than what you beat before. But it seems more overwhelming now than it did before. It's because you're trying to do it in your strength. But tonight, before this experience is over, everybody going to get another refill. You, you, you're not talking. You're not talking like you mean it. Say, there's a refill in the house. Say, I just need to have me another drink. Need to have, need to have me another drink. Look at this. Then the Philistine took him. They 
They gouged out his eyes. They brought him to Gaza. And they bound him with bronze fetters. And he began to be a grinder in the prison. Can we just finish the story since we're here? Verse 22. However, verse 22. However, the hair of his head began to grow again. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. He got filled again. Because remember, remember his hair is, is, is symbolism for the spirit. Because remember when his hair was cut, the spirit left. So the hair and the spirit are symbolic now. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. I don't know who this is for tonight, but just lay your hands on your neighbor's shoulder on your left and your right. If your neighbor don't touch you, punch him. Because do I says no, because everybody's about to get this. Everybody's about to get this. Everybody's about to get everybody, everybody, everybody. everybody. Say my second win is coming tonight. Y'all playing with it. Y'all playing with it. Don't play with it, Dallas. Don't play with it, Dallas. Some of you are like, God, I'm on fumes. Well, baby, I got good news for you. Some strength is getting ready to come tonight. Somebody holler, it's coming tonight. So his hair began to grow back. Go back, please. His hair began to grow back after it had been shaven. Verse number 23. Now the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. And they said, our God is delivered into our hands, Samson, our enemy. Right when the, I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but right when the enemy was like, I got him. Right when the enemy was like, oh, we finna get them. I got them down for the punch. I got them down for the count. I, I got him. I says, when the people saw him, they praised their God. For they said, our God has delivered our enemies into our hands, the land, uh, the destroyer of our land, and the one who multiplied our dead. Verse number 25. So it happened when their hearts were merry, they said, call for Samson so he can dance for us. Uh, just look at somebody next to you and say, I don't dance no more. I make money moves. Yeah. So it happened when their hearts were merry that they said, call for Samson that he may perform for us. They said, let us watch him give us a good show. So they called for Samson from the prison and he performed for them and they stationed him between the pillars. Look at verse number 26. Then Samson said to the lad who was by him by the hand, he said, let me feel the pillars by which to support the temple so that I can lean on them. Remember, his eyes were gouged out. He couldn't see, so he had to be led. Sometimes God will put you in situations where you can't see your way out so that you can be led by the Spirit out. That's what I'm going to talk about tonight. Say the voice of God. Sometimes you can't see clearly what to do next. And you're asking God, what's my next move? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get it done? What's going to happen? And God is like, listen, you can't see because you're going to have to be led by me. Look at the scripture. It says, now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there. About 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Verse 28, then Samson called to the Lord saying, oh Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray. Just this once, O oh God, that I may be uh, with one blow, take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. Next verse, and Samson took hold of the two pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other one on his left. Verse 30, then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines, and he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords of, of all the people who were in him. So the dead that he killed, uh, watch this, uh, 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 at his death, the more than he killed in his life. Now, here's the only part I want you to see. Go back. Here's the only part I want you to see. In, after he got a refill. And that second wind came. The Bible says he did more on that day. Jesus Christ. He did more on that day than he had done his whole life. 
Let me prophesy to somebody. Once this second wind comes, you're going to do more between now and December Kabahasha, between now and December 31st, than you have done the entire rest of your life. If you believe that, give God a praise for it right now. I said, if you believe that, give God a praise. I said, if you believe that, give God a... You're not praising him like you believe in Winston. Say, Lord, refill me with your Holy Spirit. Say, I receive it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, be seated. I got to finish. Be seated. I says, I says, he didn't understand the value. He didn't understand the value of being filled until he had to do something without it. So I don't want you to watch this, especially, especially as we've been in this series now for an entire month and we're going to take it through December. I don't want you to devalue the, the, uh, the significance of being filled with the Spirit because there's stuff you will try to do without the Spirit that will be very difficult for you because you thought when you were doing it, that was you doing it. That's why other people can look at what you do and what you do and what you handle. And other people say, I don't know how you do it. And the truth be told is you've now, watch this, uh, you can really be honest with them and say, I don't know how I do it either. But baby, it ain't me, it's the call in me. We learn that when you're filled with the Spirit, seven miracles happen. He lives in you. He leads you. He helps you. He's your crisis manager. He reminds you. He convicts you when you're wrong, and he affirms you. Not only do those seven miracles happen, but we learn there's six benefits, uh, like he gives us power. He prays for us. He gives us gifts. He keeps us focused. He refreshes us, and he gets us through what wants to destroy us. I've taught on all of that. You got to go catch up on the messages. I got to catch up. We've learned that to walk in the benefits of being being spirit-filled and experience the seven miracles and the six benefits, we have to yield. Acts 7.51. These now, this is uh, uh, the apostles, and they're speaking. And as they're speaking, here's what they say to the people in verse 51. He says, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised uh, 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 people. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers do, so do you. Stiff-necked means stubborn. Say, I can't be stubborn anymore. If it takes you longer than five minutes to make a simple decision, you're stubborn and you didn't know it. He said, Bishop, no, I got to think it through. There's some things that don't need to be thought about. They need to be acted on. Y'all ain't talking to me, church. Watch this. Bishop, how do I know I should do it? Well, here's a good indication. When you sense fear, that's a good indication to lean on into that thing. Because whenever you sense fear, it is an indication that it's time to use faith. Do not let fear keep you from walking into the very things that God has opened and planned and prepared for you. I'm going to preach if nobody's going to say nothing anyway. That's why the Apostle Paul said, there's a great and effective door open for me, but there are many adversaries. What's proof it's my door? It's a whole lot of jokers trying to keep me up out of it. So the next time you see a whole lot of resistance, say, maybe that's where I'm supposed to go press harder. Maybe that's where I'm supposed to go into. Because if I sense fear, it's an indication. It's time to use faith. He says, you always resist. He says, you're stiff-necked. He says, you're stubborn. And you're uncircumcised in heart. Heart in scripture means mind. So he says, when you're uncircumcised in heart, he literally says, your heart, uncircumcision uh, was, means you didn't have a covenant with God. If you were circumcised, you were Hebrew, you had a covenant with God. If you're uncircumcised, you didn't. So here's what he says. He says, you act like you don't even know God. He says, you're stubborn and, watch this, and you act like you don't know God. You're stubborn and you act like a baby. In your mind, say mentality, and your ears, say you're listening. 
People can listen like children. Let me give you the difference. When you listen like an adult, you're listening for instructions. A child is listening for feeling. See, when you're an adult, the delivery don't matter because you just wanted to hear the instructions. When you're a child, if they said it to you too rough, now you got your feelings hurt. I just want to ask you a question. Uh, are you grown? Watch this. Are, are, you, are you a baby fronting as a grown person? He says, don't look at me with that tone of face. This is Wednesday night. Touch your neighbor and say, it's boot camp style. So that just means I got to be rough, raw, give it right to you. Let's go. He says, you stiff neck and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit. He says, he says you resist God uh, in your hearing. You resist God in your mentality. And he says, and your fathers did too. He said, everybody in your bloodline taught you how to watch this. Be a Christian and not hear God. They taught you how to be a Christian and not actually know God. They taught you habits and form and fashion, but you don't actually know God. Because if you knew God, he says you wouldn't resist him that way. Okay, so here's resistance. Resistance is God says, God, God's word says do this. Here's resistance. I'm doing this. You got it? Okay, now, now, now. Yeah, look at this. Proverbs 3.6. Proverbs 3.6. I'm about to where I want to get. Proverbs 3, 6. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. How many of your ways? All of them. You know what most Christians do? The only way we acknowledge him is when it comes to spiritual stuff. Now, realizing, watch this, everything goes back to something spiritual. Okay? Okay. What you do in a career goes back to something spiritual. Okay? Because there's a difference between a career and a call. There's a difference between a call and an assignment. There's a difference between a purpose and an assignment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you're just doing something just to do it, then what's happening is, is you're being abnormally used. There's a word for that, abused. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, you can use, you can use, watch this, a butter knife to open a door, but that's not what it was created for. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I was built or made to do it. There's a whole lot of stuff you can do. That watch this, God says, well, if you would have acknowledged me in that area, then I would have been able to lead you. But you didn't acknowledge me because you were just trying to get paid. I, I, this is the quietest Wednesday we had in a while. I'm, what, what, what's going on? Can y'all not hear me? Oh, y'all just not saying nothing. Oh, okay. Say all my ways. In your relationships, do you acknowledge God? What is acknowledge? We learn acknowledge is that Hebrew word yada. Yada, which means this. It means this. It means, check this out. It's actually a word for worship. It means this. It means to give him permission to lead you. God is a gentleman. He's not rude. He's firm. He's not a jackass. Firm. Son, stand over here. He ain't, he ain't no punk. Son, um, would you mind... Would you mind? No. <laughs> Would you mind standing over here? That's not God. That's not God. He's firm. Son, stand over here. He's firm. But watch this. In him being firm, check this out. If you don't move, he, oh, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, you think you my only option? Let me go get somebody else you don't think I should bless. And let me get him what I was trying to get you. Because you have to give me permission to lead you. Somebody say, give him permission. Now, that's a dangerous thing because watch this. Many people have been hurt by people, so they don't want to give anybody permission to do anything. It is quiet in the church. 
nah, 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 nah. It means giving permission. Then not only do I give him permission to leave, but then I watch this. Here's what it means. It means to respect it. So if he says stand over here, I have to respect what he said. And here's respecting what he said. I don't say nothing about it other than do it. That's what I say. Just do it. Here's what we do. God, you know I don't want to. I'm going to do it, though. And God is like, you're resisting me now. He said, because all that time you're walking slow to over where I told you to get, if you would have just got there quickly and got in position quickly, then what you were asking me for, I could have done quickly. He says, the only delay in your life is how long it takes you to move the way I said to move. It not only means lead, it not only means, check this out, uh, 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 respect, but it then means to follow. So he says, I'm going to tell you what to do, and I'm not going to be rude. So if I say stand over there, and you ain't going to stand over there, I'm, okay, all right. I ain't stand over there, boy! Move one more time. <laughs> he can't swear before, he can't swear for God, he is God. You got it? He can't swear by himself. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your what? Path. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Uh, path there means life. <laughs> say, say life. Here's the deal. Many people, when we talk about this concept, say the voice of God, and I'm going to get as far as I can tonight, and then, then, then we'll hit it and quit it, as far as I can. Uh, uh, there's a whole lot of misunderstandings and misinterpretations of God's voice. Job 33, 14. But God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. Now, in the scripture that we read to open, he says, my sheep know my voice. Here's the problem. You thought that was audible. You were looking for a voice when you needed to look at a verse. You were waiting on some voices in your head, which might mean you need to go see somebody. It's quiet in the church. I said it's quiet in the church. Okay? Now, now take this out. Uh, there's, there's a lot of misunderstandings. Say misunderstandings. A lot of misunderstandings about God's voice. A lot of misunderstandings about God's leading. And in this series, Holy Spirit, I want to make sure that we get it. Somebody say, I got to get it. All right, so check this out. Here's another misunderstanding. Well, if God doesn't want something to happen, he'll stop it. That ain't scripture. Here's another one. Everything happens for a reason. Sure, you did it. You ever heard somebody say, I had to get somebody the other day to say, everything happens for a reason. I said, no, no, let me help you. I, I said, sure, because you did something. Okay? That's like saying, if somebody right now, if somebody's breaking in your house right now, all right, you, everything happens for a reason. Yes, you, you, you should not leave your windows open with expensive electronics sitting on the table with a sign above them saying, take me. Are you catching the point, Wednesday? Okay, there's a lot of misunderstandings, a lot of misinterpretations. Here's another one. We endure abuse for God's glory. You know, I'm going to stay in this jacked up relationship. God's going to get the glory out of it. I'm like, you crazy? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, we got to discern this, and I think this is about as far as I'm going to be able to get tonight, and, uh, and we'll pick this up. Say the voice of God. Are you learning so far tonight, Wednesday? All right, so then watch this. Here's what you need to know. You ready? You ready? Whatever you really want is what talks loudest. That's why we pray things like, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Because if your will is loud, it'll talk loudest, and you'll make it a third person's voice and call it God. I'm trying to help somebody. 
Okay, so you got a lot of Christians talking about I heard the Lord and then they do what they allegedly heard. And God is like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I've heard people say the Lord told me to stay home from church. That I said, you a lie. The Lord told me not to give you. A, if I was in the South, we put another word in front of lie. Doggone lie. The you know, Lord told me that's my husband. He's married, ma'am. God ain't said that. God ain't said nothing like that. You a lie. And some of y'all need to start telling people who are always walking around talking about God talking to me. You need to ask him this question. What he sound like? You know what they're going to do? They're not going to be able to answer because many of them are making it up. Not all, but many. Well, the Lord spoke to me. Really? Because Hebrew says when he speaks, he shakes stuff. So did he really say something? Now, can we, can we, can we do the work tonight? Let's do the work. So whatever you really want is what talks loudest. So number one, here's what it could be. What you think you're hearing. This is as far as I'm going to be able to get tonight. What you think you're hearing. It could be, watch this, number one, you talking to yourself. <laughs> now, now watch this. This is when you manifest your own will in a third person's voice. What you hear brings you comfort even if it's wrong. Okay, quiet in the church. Jeremiah 17, 9. We're going to do the work, though. I'm committed to raising up a people that when they say God said, he really did say. <laughs> Job 17, 9. Watch this. The heart, which is mind in Scripture. In the Old Testament, it's the word leb. L-E-B means mind. In the New Testament, it's the word cardia. It means mind. The heart is what? Deceitful. You, look at me. You know what a deceiver is? A deceiver is, I like your white shirt. Talk about this one. Here's the deceiver. This ain't white. Um, that's white last time I checked. Are you sure your eyes are right? You don't even have your glasses on. How do you know? A deceiver will take what's clear and still make it muddy. Y'all not talking. The heart is deceitful, which means you can have it right here in front of you, but your heart will make it muddy. Well, when they said they hate me and can't stand my guts, they were just going through a rough time when they said that. When she told me I should have cheated, she was just <laughs> quoting a song. It's, it's clear, but deceit makes it muddy. This is what happened in the garden. The Bible says the serpent was a, a, a cunning, deceitful. Serpent means deceiver. What did he tell Eve? He says, uh, has God indeed said that you shall not do thus and so? He made it muddy. Got it? Check this out. The heart is what? Deceitful. Above what? All things. Look at me. You want to know who lies to you the most? The person sitting in your seat. And a lot of those lies, here's what they do. They create limits. I can't do that. That ain't going to work. Ooh, oh, God. <sighs> Nothing ever works for me anyhow. Let me not get my hopes up. You ever, can I, can we, can we have a moment, just me and you? You ever had a moment where you've been like, I don't even want to get my expectations up because it may not, you know, I don't want to be disappointed. So I'm going to just keep them down here because I don't want to be disappointed if it don't happen. 
and then check this out. Here's what, and then here's the funny thing. Sometimes when you do that, it comes out better than you thought because you were thinking so low. You're like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't do it. And then sometimes when you get your expectations up here, then it comes in down here. And you're like, God, what happened? Here, let me, let me tell you what happened right there. What happens is the Bible says now God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Those are expectations. So here's the trick of the enemy. His thing is, well, let me get you to, to reverse the polarity of it. Let me get you to think that low expectations bring you high things. When you don't even understand, anything would seem high because your expectation was so low. The heart is what? Deceitful. Above what? All things. The devil doesn't lie to you as much as you do to yourself. And every time you lie to you, you're putting a limit on you. But lay your hands on yourself. Prophesy. Say your name. Say the limits come off of you right now. Say every lie you've told yourself. In the name of Jesus, it is canceled. Listen to me. Everybody who said he won't heal you, yes, he will. To everybody that said it ain't going to work, yes, it will. To everybody said I can't do it, yes, you can. To everybody that said I'm not strong enough, baby, you're stronger than you know. The heart is deceitful. I got to quit. Above all things and desperately wicked, who can what? Know it. Tag on. Next verse. I, the Lord, search the heart. Who can search it? God. I test the mind to give to every man. Look at this next part. According to his ways. According to the fruit of his doings. Now, why is that significant, Bishop? Because sometimes in life, uh, as you're navigating through life, you will manifest your own will. In the voice of a third person. And then get what you willed. And then be mad at God. Did you catch that? And you'd be like, God said, and God is like, I said nothing. You told yourself that. You sat up there and lullabied yourself. You didn't need Delilah. You had you. But tonight. But tonight. Come on, Wednesday. Talk to me like an army. Say, but tonight. Say, that's over. Can I give you the other, the other ones real quick? Can I give you the other ones real quick? All right, here's the second thing. Remember, whatever you really want talks loudest. Okay, whatever you really want talks loudest. Say, Lord, your will, not my will. Here's the second thing. What you could be hearing is people's unbiblical opinions replaying. <laughs> Stuff like this. I think you should. If I was you. Okay. Be careful when you're listening to people who ain't paying for nothing and don't have to be there after what they say happens. Everybody got an opinion until it's time for the check. So I have a very simple thing. When people come to me, like, oh, I think this. And I said, great, let me have a check. Cut the check. Because other than that, it's very easy for you to make commentary about something that you don't have to pay for. Very easy for you to say, well, this should be this, it should be this, it should be this. Sometimes what you're hearing is people's unbiblical opinions replaying to you. Okay? Think about some of the stuff that was said to you as a child. Think about some of the stuff that was said to you as you were growing up. A lot of those things that were said many times were unbiblical. Okay? 
you're going to be just like your daddy. And they didn't mean it in a good way. You're going to be just like your mama. And they didn't mean that in a good way. You always mess stuff up. You stupid. You crazy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So what ends up happening consequently is that you end up, you end up walking uh, in, this, in this place where you are hearing things that you will say are God, but it's really your mama. You'll say it's God, but it's really your granddaddy. You'll say it's God, but it's really your coworker who ain't got a window. But yet they the expert. Well, I don't know why you go to church. I don't know why you do this. I don't know why you do this. I don't know why you do this. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why you do this. That's a good song. Put that next album. Check it out. And those voices will replay in your head. And you'll be like, hmm, that must be God. That must be God saying, I'm really not good. That must be God saying that, that I don't deserve a good life. And it's not. It's somebody's unbiblical opinion playing. Can I get a third one? So one, it could be you talking to yourself. Number two, it could be people's unbiblical uh, uh, opinions replaying. Here's number three. It could be Satan talking. Bible says he's an imitator. He's a copycat. He finds a cool cat, then he copies it. That's what he does. He, he's an imitator. So when Satan is speaking, and remember, it's not necessarily a voice. Look at me Wednesday. It's a thought. It's a thought. And what you think creates a voice. Did you catch that? What you think creates a voice. Okay? Let me prove it to you. You ever thought about pizza and then in your head, oh, God, I want some pizza. And then if it was real good, then it come up out your mouth. So, 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 it's a thought that creates a voice. So look at this. It could be the devil talking. Here it is. Genesis chapter 3. I already made reference to it. And then I'll just give you the last one and then I'm out of time. Genesis chapter 3, verse number 1. Now the serpent. Say the serpent. Serpent, serpent in scripture does not mean snake Wednesday. It means deceiver. Was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, look at me. The Bible teaches us that the woman was the weaker vessel. Not because she was less than, because she was taken from Adam. Adam was taken from God. Why is this significant? Who did Satan go to? The weak one. If you want to know where the attack's going to come in your family, the weak one. You want to know where the attack's going to come uh, on your job, the weak one. You always need to look out for the weak one because the weak one is the one that's more susceptible to deceit. Are you hearing me? Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed, look at him, he's good. He's so good. He's looking at a Mississippi pimp. Watch. And he says to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? <laughs> Next verse. And the woman said to the serpent, wait a minute. Now, can I teach you like I want? Can I teach you like your Bible college class? Here's what most of you for your whole life have thought. Here's Eve and she's naked. 
<laughs> naked. And there's Adam, and he's naked. And there's a snake coming down the tree. That's not what's happening here. Genesis 19, chapter 1, teaches us that whenever angelic beings appeared in the earth, they appeared as humans, which means, watch this. Who is this right here? Satan. So watch, what, watch this. What is he? An angel. Check it out, which means what is Eve talking to? A man. Here's my question. Why didn't Adam say, who is this? <laughs> this is my garden, partner. I don't know what you're doing coming on up in here starting nothing. What do you need? Come see me. So y'all just, excuse me, y'all just, yeah, no, that's the way I work. Oh, now, who is that? You know, sometimes they got to tell me, Bishop, just back up. No, who is that? I'm, this is my guard. I do, who is it? <laughs> and the woman said to the serpent, another man. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Next verse, keep going, please. But the fruit which is in the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said. Why does she say has said? Now you say, well, it's past tense. Mm -mm. Eve wasn't made yet when God gave the commandment to Adam about what not to touch. So how did Eve know that? Adam had to tell her. So check it out. What does Satan exploit? Their relationship issues. He exploits their issues because the truth is he knows she don't fully trust him. Y'all not talking. But of the fruit which is the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Now, I don't know how you get more plain than that. Mess with this, you're going to die. That's like you see the poison with the little skeleton and the two little things on there. Say, if you drink this, you're going to die. Then the serpent said to the woman, watch him. Touch your name and say, watch him. This joker's slick. He's sitting at the bar with some Ciroc. Watch this. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Look, baby. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you'll be looking just like God. You'll know the difference between good and evil. Now, what I'm trying to tell you is the lead is zero. Give it this superhero. Because mental manipulation ain't the occupation for the man that you're facing. And all I'm trying to tell you, have a little tree. Stop. <laughs> he says, God's keeping something from you. He doesn't want you to be like him. Problem! Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. What is Eve a, represent a duplicate of? Adam. Which means she's in the image and in the likeness of God. Look at what he does. He mixes facts and fiction. tweeted it to her. Go back to Genesis, please. It says in Genesis chapter 3, in Genesis chapter 3, look what it says. In Genesis chapter 3, come on screen. Where Genesis chapter 3 at? Thank you. Genesis chapter 3, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good 
and evil. Next verse. So when the woman saw, look at me. We walk by, not by. Faith in the Bible means truth. What's truth? What God said. What did God say? Mess with this tree, I'm going to kill you. Mess with the tree, I'm going to kill you. You hear me? Mess with the tree, I'm going to kill you. That's, that's what God said. Y'all mess with the tree, I'm going to kill you. So the woman saw the tree was good for food. What did she do? She reasoned with the thought he introduced. What was she supposed to do? Take it captive. But what did she do? She started wrestling with it. She's like, well... Everybody's doing it. <laughs> Ain't nobody perfect. God knows my heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Verse, it says, it says, she reasoned, I, I'm about through, that it was pleasant to the eyes. She says, this looks good. And the tree desirable to make one wise. And it feels good. And song says, Feels good. <laughs> I was trying to remember the words. I just, I just, my mind just totally, I couldn't remember. Watch. That it was pleasant to the eyes and desirable to make one wise. She says, I want to be wise. So look, it looks good. It feels good. It's going to make me better. God said, don't mess with it. But. God said the tithe is mine, but, see how quiet it got. God said to serve, but, God said to sow, but, God said to forgive, but this joker, he don't know what they did, though. That it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. Here's what flips me out, though. She gave it. Here's the danger of not knowing who's around you. They might give you something. She gave it to her husband who was with her, and he ate it, too. And here's what you've thought for years. Can I teach you like I want to teach you? You liking this. I can see you smiling. You like this. Watch. 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 Watch this. Watch this. Touching this. Say, watch this. And I'm getting ready to close. Let's go all the way up. Watch. <laughs> Y'all ready? Here's what you thought for years. Here's Eve. She's naked. Here's Adam. He's naked. And here's this snake. So now you know it wasn't a snake. It was another man. And now you know what Adam was doing the whole time. Let me speak to every strong man. Don't you apologize for strength. Let me tell you why God called you here. Because you needed strength to bring strength into your strength. You were not created to be weak and passive and just let life throw you around. I came to affirm every strong man in here and tell you, don't you apologize for being a man of strength. Don't you apologize for being a man that loves God. Don't you apologize. Somebody holler, I ain't apologizing. Because Adam just. And here's what you thought. 
And then they ate that apple. Can I teach like I want to? In the Bible, fruit here is a Hebrew idiom. What does that mean? It, 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 it's, it represents one thing, but it means something else. God said it like this. Let's see if you can catch it. Be fruitful and multiply. So let's see if you can catch. Can you catch it? Let's see if you can catch it. So then, so then let's see if you can catch it. Let's see if you can catch it. So, so he gave up the fruit. Let's see if you can catch it. Let's see if you can catch it. It's a Hebrew idiom, which means it means something different than what it says. So when he gave, watch this, when she gave the fruit, what actually happens here is a lifetime movie. No, it really is. It's scandalous. Because Eve sleeps with this other man. You do understand what sleeps with, not, like not in separate sleeping bags, you understand? They have relations. How do you think we're born in sin? Satan had to taint the original womb. I'm, 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 I'm going to teach it. Look, look, y'all here? See, for years you thought, oh, man, all that for an apple. That's why I hate apples today, Bishop. I hate apple juice. I hate apple juice, Bishop. But check out what happens, though. Eve, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to validate it, and, then, and I'm getting ready to close. She partakes. Then the Bible says, she says, Adam. I don't know how far I want to go. Y'all say that, then I have to edit stuff out CDs. So what's happening in the garden, why do you think, why do you think that what most people struggle with is sexual sin? Y'all ain't saying that, but I got my front row to my right. They getting it, but y'all not talking to me. Front row on the right is getting all into this word. Y'all ain't saying nothing, though. Why do you think so many people struggle with sexual identity and sexual this, that, and the other, and sexual struggles and sexual this and sexual that and sexual healing and sexual chocolate and sexual strawberries and sex, 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 sex? Put the verse up. And what Adam do? <laughs> Bishop Vanna White. And he what? Ate. Now you know it wasn't no apple. Now, I won't, I won't, I don't have time because I'm way, I'm over time. I'm supposed to be home now. <laughs> Looking at last week's episode of Greenleaf, I'm supposed to be at home right now. See that one again, the way they came up on Bishop. I was like, that ain't even cool. Look, and he what? Eight. Next verse. And the eyes of both of them were open. And now they knew that they were naked. 
and they sewed fig leaves together made for themselves coverings. Well, weren't their eyes always open? Mm -mm. Here's what happened. They opened their eyes to the possibility of not obeying God anymore. <laughs> Up until this point, the only thing they knew was obedience. They walked with God. They didn't need to be filled because he was present. He had already breathed life into them. So they were already filled as it were. But because he was present, they didn't need to pray him down. He was there. And the Bible says, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Because they said, if God finds out what happened in here last night, there'll be some smoke in the city. Don't you say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing. And where he go? Be careful when the, I want to preach now. Be careful when you let the enemy pull you into stuff. Because watch this, when it's time, watch this, when it's, when it's time to deal with the consequences, he's gone. I dare somebody to just holler, never again, never again. Yeah, no, yeah, you ain't going to let him pull you into junk and drama no more. Because when it's time to deal with the consequences, he's gone. Where he at? Look, look, look. Can I finish the story? Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Oh, God, if I... Uh, so he said, so he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I got afraid. Look at me. Here's what God's thinking. Adam, you've never been afraid when you heard my voice before. Why are you scared of me now? You're scared of me now. Because you didn't been off into some stuff. You don't want to praise me now because you didn't been off into some stuff. You don't want to come to church now because you've been off into some stuff. But I'm here to tell somebody the devil is a liar and his grandmama name is too. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things are made new. Which means you may have done everything they said you did, but you are not who they say you are. And I want to say it just one more time. You may, watch this, not be where you want to be. But is there anybody that can thank God they're not where they used to be? You have no reason to be afraid. Don't run from God. Run to God. He said, and I was afraid because I was naked. And Eve was naked. Did you notice, God? She's just all out here like that. So I hid myself. I was afraid to talk to you. Because watch this. Because if you knew what I had done. I wouldn't think that you would want me. That's what he was saying. And if I had time to get deep, if I had time to get deep, I would, I would, I would. But I don't. No, I don't. Y'all say that and then no. But this is what happened to many men. If God, if he really knows this, stay with me. If he really knows this, he won't want me. If he knows this, I can't go to him. Church? I can't go. Do you know what I did last summer? Do you know what I did last night? Do you know what I was thinking at lunch? Do you know what I said to myself in my car? 
know what I thought when I saw that woman walk by with that skirt? God, do you know what I thought? Do you know what I said? Do you know what I did? Do you know I can't possibly be accepted and loved by you? And look at what God says in verse 11. Can I finish it? And he said, who told you you were naked? He said, Adam, the way you were is the way I wanted you. You were naked and unashamed. You didn't hide nothing from me. You didn't take, keep anything from me. He says, watch this. I don't know who this is for tonight on Wednesday night. He says, you have gotten so lullabied by the enemy's voice. You, you're not even real with God anymore. You, you're not... You don't even tell God the truth anymore. He says, and he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I told you not to? I told you, you ate from the tree, you're going to die. He didn't mean literally die. He said, Adam, something's going to happen with us. Something's going to happen between us, Adam. If you did that. All you knew was me. Now you know the ability to disobey me. Can I give you an example, parents? Sometimes you try to keep your kids from stuff because you don't want to expose them to it. Because you know once they're exposed to it, it's going to take them into a whole other realm, a whole other era. God was like, Adam, all you know is me, son. I got to quit. Here it is right here. Verse. Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded that you not eat? Next verse. Then the man said to the woman whom he gave to be, then the man said, the woman you gave me to be with, or be with me, she gave it to me, and I ate it. Now, remember, they ain't talking about no apple. And the Lord God said to the woman, what you done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me. He made me think I was missing something. He made me think that I had an option. Remember, she says, it, it looked good. It was desirable, felt good. Made me wise, go make me be good. She says, he deceived me, so I ate. Next verse. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you've done this, cursed are you more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and on it you shall eat dust all the days of your life. On your what you shall go? Belly. This is where we get the common belief. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, you've done this, you're cursed. Next verse, please. And I will put enmity between you, hatred, say hatred, between you and the woman and your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, it's going to hurt when you had kids now. And praying you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Look at me. He says, part of the curse, watch this, some single woman, is that you always think you need a man. So that you misuse your singleness. I'm talking better than y'all saying amen. Look, he says, um, to Adam he said, because you listen to her. But who was influencing her? Satan. He says, you listen to somebody 
that the devil was talking to. And because you listened to her, everything I gave you is gone. How do attacks begin against you? Conversations. Who are you listening to? Notice, notice the intimacy of the relationship. It was the closest person to him. You'll catch the point in a minute. Anybody is subject to being influenced. Are you here? Verse, it says, of which I commanded you, saying you should not eat of it. Curses the ground for your sake, and toil you should eat of it all the days of your life. Keep going, just flow with me, please. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth you, and you shall eat of the herb of the field. In the sweat of your brow you shall eat bread till the, uh, you return uh, to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for to dust you are, so dust you will turn. That's why we say that at funerals. It comes from there. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all things living. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made two of, his, of skin and clothed them. Because remember, they tried to clothe themselves. So God says, now let me cover you. But the problem is now me covering you is only because you think something's wrong with you and nothing was wrong with you in the first place. The only reason that you got to go through that issue now is because, because you think something's wrong with you and nothing was wrong with you in the first place. Then the Lord God said, watch this. Such a name said, here it is. Behold, the man became like one of us. Wait a minute. We always say the devil is a lie. Right? But what does God say? He's become like to know good and evil. And now lest he put out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. Look at me Wednesday. I'm through. Satan, when he speaks, he mixes facts and fiction together. He says, for God knows in that day you will be like him. Remember, they were already in his image and likeness. So what is God's statement really saying? God's statement is saying this. He says, Satan, when he spoke to Eve, he mixed fact and fiction. And she was unable to discern the difference. And because there was enough fact, she took it all as fact. So here's how Satan will try to get you. Touch the neighbor and say, but not again. Here's how he'll get you. You made some mistakes. So truth be told, you deserve for your life to be the way it is right now. I will. You made some mistakes. So right now, your life deserves to be the way that it is right now. Right? Don't you agree? And then here's what he gets you to do. Well, now you're eating the fruit. You're becoming intimate with a thought. You lay down with that thought. You kiss that thought. You think about that thought. You play songs for that thought. You play songs that remind you of that thought. Are you hearing me? So check it out, check it out, check it out. So now, so now you have made what was part fact, part truth, which makes it a whole lie. And now you've made it your truth. So watch this. You've boxed your whole life. You've boxed your whole life in to a lie. I don't deserve anything good. I've made mistakes. That's right. I'm just reaping what I sowed. That's right. That's right. Right? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. 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 
Check this out. What's significant about this is that Satan introduces how he works. I want to ask you to do something kind of different tonight. Can you do it for me, Windsor? Um, just close your eyes for a second. What thoughts has he introduced to you that you have believed is truth? What has he introduced to you? Part fact, part fiction. And now you believe it is true. And you've accepted it is true. So now you are intimate with that thought. Anybody thought of something yet? If you think of something, just throw your hand up. You just throw it up real quick. I just want to know. You got it? You got it? You got it? You got it? Let's say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I take that thought captive. I reject it. I release it now in the name of Jesus. And I choose life and life more abundantly. I reject Satan's lies. I reject deceit now in Jesus' name. Say, so in this moment, I declare freedom from those lies. Yeah, that's, that's a good place to put a praise right there, Wednesday. That's a good place to put a praise right there, Wednesday. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.